SGP and I'm here with Richard Fieldhouse. Hi there. And Richard, um, you've been, we've had some queries from, well, we're always getting queries from members about the implications of being uh, a long-term locum, uh, by which we mean working over a period of time in the same practice. Um, and we can often find ourselves a bit tied up with what are the, um, the tax implications, what are the uh, um, pension implications of that. Can you shed some light on what you've uh, been working on? Yeah, we've been looking into this because there's a lot of things to pull in. There's, uh, and what's interesting is ultimately, I mean, ultimately the, the, the problem we're concerned about is one can start off locoming in a practice ad hoc, a session here, a session there. But over a period of time, you find you've, you've been there for, for a year. Uh, and over that time, things could have changed. There's, there, there's three or four different factors. One is the, your legal status as an employee, are you an employee or are you still self-employed? And then there's tax status, are you, are you again self-employed or are you actually an employee? Then there's the uh, superannuation status, the NHS pension scheme, um, they have a view on this. And finally, there's there's that what we call mission creep that you start off with what you initially set out to do, but but over a period of months you actually become almost part of the furniture, uh, and 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 one's work can ex- can can greatly expand to to inc- expectations can grow, uh, and, and actually you're finding that you're working far more hours, doing far more, taking on far more responsibility than you'd actually set out to do, and you actually initially set at your terms and conditions oh, for so a lot a lot to take in there um um starting with if you like the sort of the uh, the 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 um if you like the the pensionable tax employee versus self-employed status what what have you discovered about that well it's it's sort of a venn diagram really um and one very interesting thing is is we're looking at the the legal implications the the employment law and the tax law is that as far as I can work out, there's nothing to do with actually how long you're working there for. Oh, really? It's not to do with, with the time. It's to do with your function and your role. Um, so in the case of uh, um, tax, for example, um, and there's a, there's a, we've got a, we've got, by the way, we've got a big uh, FAQ on all, of, on all of this and working as a long-term locum, and you'll find all the links in that on the NESGP website. But when it comes to um, employment, uh, tax law it's much more about the equipment that you use the and how much control you have over what you do uh, and and who can substitute your role how your role can be substituted for someone else now when you start off you may let's just say you're doing a few sessions at the practice just two sessions you're in you're out it's very clear um, you bring a few things with you but but over a period of, of months, you know, they, they might be saying, hey, you know, what are you going to do about, about your holidays? Because we need to start taking holidays and we need to factor you into this. Now, when that starts to happen, um, through just simple human behaviour, just, just things have started to change. In the eyes of the law, in the eyes of the tax man, something that has changed. You've, you've, you've let go of some of your control and the way you can be substituted. It may well be that you're absolutely fine, um, but the implications of, of not being clear about this uh, is that ultimately the tax man can do an audit on the practice or do an audit on you and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, when you were there, what's this about holidays and cover and your own equipment, etc. Um, and and, 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 uh, and your roles within the practice, 
to us, you're an employee, therefore you owe this tax and this national insurance. And- uh, okay, so um, if I understand you correctly, it's it's not whether you think you're self-employed or employed or whether the practice thinks you're self-employed. It's, it's actually what the Inland Revenue think. It's the HMRC, the tax man. It's their perception of, of how you're working that determines whether you're self-employed or employed for, for tax purposes. Have, have I understood that correctly? Yes, that's right. And, and for employment law as well. Um, it, it's not down to you. It's not down to the practice. Um, it's, it's not down to what you've verbally agreed with the practice or you've written down in a contract stating, I'm going to be self-employed. It, the, that could be overridden oh. by the tax man um, and by, by employment, employment law. And are there any um, particular markers that sort of jump somebody from a self-employed category to uh, being seen as employed uh, in employment law and tax law that you can spot or is it a bit more complicated I think it's a lot more complicated than that it's quite vague and I think that's that's where it's really (laughs) worth taking advice the first person to obviously ask is is a practice manager because they are they they are they should be highly skilled at at, at employment law anyway it's part of what they do they're used to this employing people but then then um, you can always speak to your trade union whether that's MPU Unite or or the BMA, uh, speak to them. That's what you pay your membership fee for. They, 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 they should be able to give you good advice on this. Or failing that, uh, an employment lawyer. Okay. Uh, and and they, they, they could Google, Google an employment lawyer and speak, speak to one of those. Oh, I don't know. If, is there any, are there, is there any information sources on the HMRC website themselves or have you found anything? There, there is, but these, but these are guidelines. They're, they're certainly, we, again, we've got the links on the, on the FAQ and have a look at those and um, they are very helpful. They'll give you a good idea. And it's worth when you're very first starting out uh, um, that you that you understand possibly where this could go and that could help you in your negotiations with the practice manager and it could help you um, with your uh, your terms and conditions your locum contract of course which you can download from the NESGP website we have okay. one that you can adapt for your own use okay so it's there's obviously there's the FAQ on the NSGP website about long-term locuming and there's links in HMRC for sort of guidelines but when you're in the specifics of the situation because it's so variable it's good to get individual advice yeah. oh thank you well, what's also interesting though is the um, is, is a superannuation angle to this as oh, well yes. because although I said with 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 it doesn't seem to be that with law and with tax that how long you're at a practice seems to be an, an issue but what we're hearing uh, the NASGP from members is that uh, someone's been loking meaning at lots of different practices but there's one, one particular practice they've been they've been there for happened to have been there every month for six months session here session there mm. and then they're finding that they're um they're they're NHS pension contribution has been blocked by the pensions people locally because they've said, well, you've been working here six months, therefore you must be mm. an employee, which is which I'm finding quite odd because that's not how the tax or inland revenue um, and employment law look at this. We have got, again, it's, it's embedded in that FAQ. We've got actually had some really helpful advice from the pensions, uh, NHS pensions people on this. And um, with, with us, we've worked through the, the, the tax definition of what constitutes um, a regular or an irregular locum. So if you, even if you have been at the same practice for six months, we've got some wording, some text, which you can copy and paste or send a link to your local pensions people right. and there they should be able to see what, 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 what we've worked out with the, uh, 
pensions people. So, so, do, so do the um, the NHS area teams who deal with our uh, pension contributions, our NHS pension contributions, do they are they correct in applying this six month rule? From what you understand, or maybe that's what they've been told to right. to apply. Uh, I, I that I don't no, I don't know because there's so sadly there are so many different agencies around the country, and and and, and if they've got a, a rule, I think these are very bureaucratic organisations, mm. um, and so we're at, we're actually working again with the NHS pensions people to get some further clarification to make sure that nothing has changed because you know this these are this is a, a rather nonsensical application of, of a made-up law yeah. that is limiting locums to getting pension that said beyond six months you still can pension your work in the NHS scheme but you a you have to use form solo I and mean, again we've, that's all in our FAQ but also using a form solo, that's that's an arrangement you have to come to with a practice manager as well, because um, there's something they, they have to be involved with in, uh, in in paying some of the contribution through a slight, in a slightly different way. So just to summarise, if 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 a, if a locum gets a nasty surprise when they've been in a practice for six months, they probably, might, as you say, might not even have been aware of it. If it's a session here and a session there, if the first they know of it is their NHS. Uh, pension contribution from that practice on the sixth or seventh month of working there is suddenly blocked. What? What would? How would you suggest they proceed? I would say uh, get the get, 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 read look at the article on the NHSB website, copy the information, send it to to them, and and to the and, NHS pension. Team. Yes, yeah. yes, your local team, and take it from there. Right. Um, I mean, another watch thing, this space. It sounds like there's going to be some more information hope, coming yes, from Yes, yes. So, but another thing, well, certainly, what, what what on what's very clear on the NA on the NASGP's um, invoice template. We have an invoice template on our website, and actually, what we say on the invoice template when it comes to getting the employer's contribution is we actually don't state on that that it's for your NHS employer's contribution. So you can uh, there, there, there's an option there for you to because you don't have to pension. Your, your money into the NHS scheme, um, you can, particularly if, you, if you're, a, a, say, a limited company, uh, you're, you've set yourself up as a limited company, you can uh, pension your money into a private pension oh, scheme. Can, 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 I, I didn't realise that. So people, locums can have a, a non-NHS pension scheme that they can insist yep. practices pay into? No, 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 not insist the practices pay into, um, but they can, you on your invoice, as a self-employed person, as a limited company, you can... If you negotiate this, if it's part of your 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 uh, terms of, of of engagement with the practice, you can invoice really what what you want, okay. as long as you you know as long as it's clear and upfront, um, and you make that very clear in the invoice, then it's it, 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 it's 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 up to you and you in the practice. So, okay. you, but you but you but you can. But again, and all with all this sort of thing, always right. ask an independent financial advisor. So, as well. so it would be wrong to have a form. Obviously, it's easy. Am I understanding this right? It would be wrong to have a form where you imply that it's going to be an NHS pension contribution and then filter that off to a private pension. But if you are self-employed um, or um, uh, uh, working through a limited company, you could you could have that arrangement as part of your fee. That some of your, that fee is going towards your own private pension. Oh yeah, I think if you've got an invoice and you're saying, and this is my NHS employer's contribution, and you put it into private scheme, I, I think that that's being misleading. Yeah. Um. So so you, but but so so be be clear or not 
make sure that you're um, you're not specifying something being uh, that, that you're not going to be doing okay. with it. So make it clear. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, just the last thing you were talking about in your introduction was the situation where a, a, a locum sort of morphs into becoming a long-term member of the team. And uh, you mentioned the word mission creep. I think. I think. I yes. I, I think people, lots of people would know know what you what you mean there. Um, anything to say about that any suggestions about what what somebody can do if they suddenly find themselves overwhelmed with you know 80 results a day and a huge pile of clinic letters to be going through yeah when, with what had started as a yeah. simple patient only surgery session well, 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 well yes you're right it's the way, it's the way that the job morphs when you first start looking at a practice you kind of really one would normally do it you're there to see patients you, you do your eight, 18 odd patients or so um, and that that does you don't have any results or investigations generated off just that one surgery. You might do a few referral letters, etc. And it would be not that usual for practice to also give you a whole load of paperwork about a whole load of patients you've never met and to get results and investigations from all sorts of other things. But in time, the longer you're at a practice, obviously the more that results from patients that you've seen um, and correspondences on patients that you've seen are going to be coming back in, you're going to slowly start to, to, to be asked to, to, you know, and, and who wouldn't want to see what what the outcome mm. of a referral was. It's really interesting. It's part of a, uh, it's, it's part, part of one of the enjoyable parts of the job. Um, but, so it's, but, but that takes time. Mm. It takes time to do it well. Mm. And if you're still doing your 18 or so patients and you're doing that for for that initial agreed period of time payment, it can start to get awkward because obviously you could be working at one surgery in the morning till one o'clock and then you're on call from two o'clock from the surgery mm. 10 miles away uh, and, 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 and the overlap and one, one surgery creeps into another surgery and that can have implications and you start to miss your, your lunch breaks and all, and all that sort of thing and you have travel, etc. So what, what we suggest in our, in our FAQ, if, if once you find yourself working at a practice for a, a certain number of sessions or a certain period of time, then it's, and, and as the, the pap- this, this, this paperwork starts to build up and you start to become, you know, a, a, a seen, a trusted, a valued member of that practice, um, you, you start to get to know the staff, you start to help them out with other things, you know, it's really enjoyable part of the job to to help and support practices you will find your workload just increases and, and, and over a period of time that that can be stressful uh, and and so what we're suggesting is that that a, a few a few weeks or, or months in start to actually have that conversation with the practice manager about maybe seeing less patients in clinic so you mm. can use that time instead to to properly sensibly go through your correspondence and results so that you're still sticking to the same time period or extend the time period or extend mm. the, 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 the the payment structure or, or whatever but don't not do anything um, it will just come back and haunt you mm. and and what you'll probably find is is you'll just start to actually not enjoy it there anymore and then what was actually a really nice practice to work for, you'll start to resent. You'll then may well find an excuse not to go back. And that practice will have lost a really, really valuable member mm. of staff. Because the longer you're there, the more valuable you become. And um, and there's a lot of investment gone, in, gone on in there. It'd be lovely if you could continue. Yeah. But it, do it, it on I guess terms. It, it can be a, a difficult conversation to have. I mean, as, as a... 
as um, uh, seeing seeing practice-based colleagues working so hard, um, it can be a difficult one to sort of sort of stand your ground and, and try to keep uh, the, the the boundary when other people are working um, so so hard. Um, I guess it highlights really the importance of having decent, clear baseline terms and conditions that you can refer yes. back to when you yes. know, actually this is what I'm meant to be doing in a session and you know over the period of however long this is what it's what it's what it's turned into yeah. yes yeah a good yeah you're right a good set of terms and conditions does say downloadable from the NESGP website um and uh, uh and, and that will be your insurance policy as it were to to, to protect you from oh. that well there's a lot to it it can be really really lovely uh, becoming a familiar face in a practice and turning up and helping them out but it's nice to to not unwittingly uh, fall foul of of the tax man and uh, just to to be on the alert to have decent terms and conditions when you arrive and to be flagging up and signaling to the practice manager um if 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 mission creep is 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 denting your appetite for the place and then hopefully it'll be to the benefit of everybody yeah thank you very much thank you Cheers.